This is Made to Conquer, a podcast designed to inspire you to have a deep relationship with Jesus. Jesus told us to make every effort to enter through the narrow door so that when we stand before him, we hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Hello, everyone. This is Tiana Showy, and welcome to the podcast, Made to Conquer. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. It is truly such an honor and privilege to spend this time together as we rotate around the sun (laughs) on this beautiful planet that God put us on called Earth. And we were put here together on this planet for such a time as this. And that comes from the book of Ruth. Excuse me, Esther. How are you guys doing? I just want to check in. Like, how are you? How are you doing? Seems like every day a new new news headline comes out and I'm going, what is happening to the world? <laughs> and I just want to check in. Like, how are you guys doing? How are things going for you? I've got some great updates and stuff, uh, exciting things to tell you about. Before I do, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, I'm going to step away from the microphone for just a second and show off this t-shirt because I've got an exciting little update for you guys. So let me back out. Deeper roots, stronger faith, Colossians 2.7. A few weeks ago, a company called yourbutterflybox.com reached out to me and said, Hey, Tiana, we saw you on TikTok. Would you unveil one of our boxes on your TikTok channel? And I'm always very skeptical of that kind of thing because as you guys know, I volunteer this time and I, I, you know, I'm very cautious about what kind of stuff I promote. And I looked into this company and I thought it was the coolest thing. So what it is, is it is a monthly subscription box for women and it's a Christian box and it includes goodies. And so this month's box, they gave me one to unveil and I put the video up on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And it has, it had a bracelet, a keychain, this t-shirt, a 21 day devotional, as well as a blank journal to write in, which was, it was so cool. What I like about this is it's a Christian organization. So our money is going to support Christian causes. And the bracelet that they had was made by a Haitian lady. And so it also goes to support another great cause. So I thought it was just cool overall. And they offered to give anybody that uses my code Tiana Showy Bogo, buy one, get one free when you do a monthly subscription. So if you do a monthly subscription, your first box you pay for, and then your second box you get free. So it's a great thing to get for yourself if you're a lady or gentlemen, if you want to gift the ladies in your life, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, this is a great gift to give away. And and ladies, if you also just have other, other women you want to encourage in their walk with Christ, this is a great gift that you can give them. So I just wanted to say thank you to my butterfly box for this awesome box that they gifted me so I could share it with you. So thank you guys uh, for that. And, and this is, you know, great way to continue to support uh, other believers in the body of Christ. Another thing for those of you guys that don't know this, that didn't hear this on my last episode update, I have updated my website, made to conquer podcast.com. It used to just be a landing page for this podcast, but I uh, ponied up and upgraded the website. So now I can have multiple pages. I also, I now have a resources page on there. So on the resources page, you're going to be able to access Bible teachers that I recommend free Bible study tools. Um, I had some links to Amazon to get a couple products if you wanted to buy Bibles or certain Bible study tools. And I also have some podcasts, other podcasts that I suggest. So you can find that on the resources tab. And I also finally got the blog feature working and I plan on just doing blogs here and there. I don't have any particular cadence for them, but I do have blogs coming up now. So you can, you can subscribe on the website to be included on the newsletter. And on the newsletter, I give you all kinds of updates on what's going on. I'm not going to sell your information to anybody. I'm, I'm just trying to keep you updated on things and you'll get caught. You'll get sent an email anytime I update a blog and I'm trying to keep them very short, sweet to the point, just a little bit up, uplifting, encouraging blogs, but also I've got some new gear coming and I'm really excited about it. So I'm doing a pre-order on t-shirts. The, if you want, to look at the t-shirt. I'm sending them out an email. I will have them on the website in a couple of days. I have to get a South Carolina sales tax license in order to put them on my website. And I didn't know that. So I had to put them up and then take them off right away. And I'm working on that. So in the absence of having them up on my website in the next couple of days, I'm just taking pre-orders via email. I'm going to do it all pre-order and that keeps the cost down. So I don't have to buy a bunch of sizes. Yes. And hope I have the size that you need. And that just that puts a lot of overhead and it makes the cost go up 
more for you. So by doing pre-orders, it takes a little longer to get them done, but then I can keep them. I can keep the cost down very, very low. So we got a new logo, as I mentioned last time, that was designed by Lana. It's beautiful. And so if you want to see the t-shirts, let me know. And I'll send you the newsletter I sent out this morning, which includes an image of the t-shirt that we're going to have made as well as how you can get the gear that I've already bought, which are bracelets and stickers. Those are coming out. And again, I'm not trying to make money. Uh, any, any quote unquote profit I make goes to help pay some of the costs of this podcast. And I also have ladies asking me for a retreat. So we are going to do a women's retreat in spring of 2022. I will be releasing the details on all of that very soon. I've had several, several ladies ask me to do a retreat. I put out a survey on my newsletter and I got a lot of responses and everybody said they wanted to do a retreat. So um, that means we're going to put one together. So be be looking for announcements on that. So subscribing to my newsletter is the easiest way to stay in, t- in touch with all this. And I try to keep them short and sweet and to the point. I don't have time to read emails. You don't have time to, time to read emails, but the newsletter is just the easiest way for me to keep you updated on what's going on on the made to conquer world. So again, my I'm just continuing to try to be faithful with what the Lord's given me and the gift of encouragement, encouraging you and your walk with Jesus is the main thing that I'm focused on. And as I've had, you know, certain people ask me for certain things, that's what I'm trying to work on. So just wanted to give you those quick updates before we dive into today's topic. Wow. So, you know, it's so interesting about this podcast is every time I sit down, I'm like, all right, Lord, it's, you know, podcast day is coming up. What do you want me to talk about? And the Lord always asks me, what am I currently teaching you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how are we growing and just share from a place of what I'm doing in your life. And that's what I'm trying to do on this podcast is just encourage you with the things that the Lord's teaching me and he's taking me through. Have you ever been through something in your life that as you're going through it or you get through it, you look back and you see how the Lord prepared you for that. And you're like, I see what you were up to. <laughs> I am currently in the middle of that right now. It's interesting because one of the things that I do during the day when I'm working on my computer and I'm not on phone calls or meetings is I have the K-Wave radio app playing on my phone. Uh, for those of you that are interested in this on my website, made resources. I have a link to the free app. It's a Christian radio app. And basically what it does is it just plays Bible teachings, worship songs, focus on the family. It's just kind of what you would expect from a ge- generic Christian radio station. And I have it just playing on, on my desk and I'm listening to Bible teachings. And one of the teaching series that came up was pastor Rick Warren's. And so I was listening to him day after day and he said something that really struck me. He said, if you don't feel like praying, it's because you are not praying your heart. And when he said that, that kind of sucked me in. And I was like, wow, as a person who loves the Lord and I spend time with him in the morning and I spend time with him at the end of the day, and I'm just constantly in dialogue with him. I'd never thought about the areas in my life when I didn't feel like praying about something. And it's because I I wasn't praying my heart. And so that kind of spurred me to go find Pastor Rick Warren's podcast, which basically takes his Sunday sermons and breaks it into different podcast episodes. And I started listening to his series on prayer. And again, this is on my resources page. So you can find the K-Wave app as well as Pastor Rick Warren's podcast. And I started listening to his whole series on prayer. And I started to realize through that series how much I had to learn about prayer, even as a person who considered myself a very prayerful person. And as I was going through that process and learning to, you know, be more mindful of praying all the time. And and even though I'm constantly talking to the Lord, but, you know, making prayer like breathing. And I heard another pastor say that prayer should be to us like breathing. It should just be natural and something we do continually. And I didn't realize until I listened to Pastor Rick's series, how much I had to grow in this area. And so I started practicing you know, intentionally praying and talking with the Lord about things all day long. And I had learned to do things like invite him into conversations when I sensed that he was leading a conversation or he had, he had a divine appointment for me. And I'd, I'd become very keen at, at recognizing those situations, but I didn't realize how much God wants to be involved in the day-to-day moments of our life. And as I started practicing that and, and asking the Lord to grow my faith and, and to continue to refine me and to, you know, buy gold from him refined in fire in fire. Other words, in other words, allow him to refine my life. I didn't realize that he was actually going to answer those prayers. (laughs) And so he, you know, I'm walking through currently in my life, a challenging situation and 
I'm looking at the circumstances of my life and I'm saying, okay, over here on one hand, God is saying, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else you need will be taken care of, which is what we talked about in the last episode, childlike faith. And then I'm looking at my circumstances and I'm saying two plus two is not equaling four here, Lord. <laughs> Just like when you look at the story of the Israelites being, you know, their, their exodus from Egypt, when the first time Moses went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go, Pharaoh said, not only me am I not going to let your people go, but I'm also going to take away the straw and it got worse for them. And so the Israelites were like, Moses, shut up and leave Pharaoh alone. <laughs> You're we're regressing in this process, not progressing. And we saw this pattern go on until the plague of death where the firstborns in every household died. And then finally Pharaoh said, leave. So the people leave and God leads them to the Red Sea. And you remember at this point, they're being led by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So you've got God literally leading them and he leads them to the Red Sea while Pharaoh is closing in on them. So if you're looking at those circumstances, you're going, okay, God, here again, two plus two is not equaling four. We've got, we've got a sea to our back and an army to our front. What do we do? And obviously we know the story of the parting of the Red Sea and ultimately God destroyed Pharaoh and his army. So, you know, what's amazing about how God works in our lives is he oftentimes creates what I call those Red Sea moments where there is no solution except for his solution. And I talked a lot about that in the prior podcast, but what I didn't understand until I'm walking through my own Red Sea moment is that those opportunities are the opportunities where we have the ability to draw deeper into the Lord, because when he takes us and he puts us in a situation where he is the only solution, then our intimacy with him can go one of two directions. We can become bitter and angry and frustrated and walk away from him, or we can recognize that he has us exactly where he wants us and we can grow in intimacy with him. And that intimacy is going to be developed by continual prayer. And so as, I, as I'm walking through the situation, I'm kind of chuckling because I'm like, I see what you did there, Lord. You, you were teaching me to be in continual prayer in a season in my life where continual prayer is literally the lifeblood of my circumstances right now. In other words, my sanity, my peace is, and my ability to process the, the circumstances I'm dealing with in my life are all being rooted and grounded in the time I'm spending in prayer with the Lord. And I just wanted to, to, you know, as I, again, as I was praying, like, Lord, what do you want this topic to be? This was the natural topic that he led me to, which is pray, pray continually. So here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to start with the, what I call the famous prayer passage, or I would say scripture. And that comes from Philippians chapter four. And Paul says this in Philippians chapter four, verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Paul gives us several instructions here. First of all, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and then you will have a peace that tr transcends all understanding. Wanted us to talk about praying continually, but all the kinds of prayers that we should be praying, praying the hard stuff praying the good stuff. Then we're going to go through and we're going to look at some of the ways that Paul prayed for the churches. And then we're going to look at when Jesus prayed. When I started putting together this topic, I was like, I could do four hours at least and just be scratching the surface. I promise you, I'm not going to do that to you guys. But I wanted to cover the topic of prayer at a high level, but then also break it down to some real life practical application for us. And, and understand that the purpose of prayer is to draw us closer to the Lord. It is so that we have more time with our father. He wants to be intimately involved in every detail of our life. And I've become, I've began to realize this as I've gotten into this. So we're going to talk about how it's okay to pray the hard stuff. We're going to talk about praying the good stuff. We're going to talk about all the things that we should be praying for and how we can be praying continually for a very thorough review of this topic. I strongly suggest going and listening to Rick Warren's podcast, but my goal here is to just encourage you to be in a state of continual prayer. So on that note, I'm going to stop talking. We're going to pray and then we're going to jump into today's topic. Heavenly father. <laughs> What a gift prayer is. 
this opportunity to just come before you and be still and know that you are God and know that we don't have to understand life circumstances. We, it doesn't have to make sense to us. We can be upset. We can be angry. We can be hurting. We can be frustrated. We can be happy. We can be rejoicing. We can be excited. We can be anything and responding to things that are happening in our lives. And you still want to hear from us. No prayer is insignificant to you or irrelevant to you because you want to be intimately involved in every aspect of our life. And Father, we forget that. We get so busy living our lives that we forget that that you are there standing at the door knocking, longing to be invited into every moment. And so, Father, we give this time to you and we ask that as we open your word, as we open our minds and hearts to you, Father, that you would just show us your intention for prayer, your heart for prayer, what we can gain become, achieve, learn, develop through being in a continual dialogue with you, through treating prayer like breath. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would lead this conversation. Fill us. Lord, allow the things that I speak just to be of you, from you, through you, by you. And I just pray for my brothers and sisters listening today, Lord, that this would bless their hearts, Lord, that you would just reach them, speak to them, draw them in. Oh, how I have longed to gather you under my wings. Lord, you just long for this intimacy and this companionship with us. And so, Lord, we just pray that as we learn about this amazing, powerful tool that you gave us through the gift of prayer, Lord, that we would just draw closer to you in this time. Lord, we we give you this time and we just pray this in the precious, precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen. All righty. So, as I'm going through these <laughs> circumstances, I'm going to tell you guys a story. Have you ever known somebody who's gone through something extraordinarily painful? What's, what's interesting is some of my favorite Bible teachers, John Corson is one example. Greg Laurie is another example. These are Bible teachers who have dealt with one of the most painful things a human being can deal with, and that is the loss of a child. Have you ever thought about what the prayers of somebody who is grieving as deep as a pastor is when they lose a child or a parent, not just a pastor, but a parent? who's losing a child. Have you ever imagined what those prayers must be like? I was had this moment a while back with the Lord where I was looking at these impossible circumstances and I was so frustrated and overwhelmed. And I was just sitting there and I was crying out to the Lord. And I thought, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like these emotions that are being elicited by this situation in my life because I read in your word that you're going to take care of me. And and I see all of these things that your promises, and I know that you're going to walk me through this, but that doesn't make my emotions understand what my head is saying. And as I was in there and I was thinking like, what must the prayers have been like of John Corson or Greg Laurie. And I'm not trying to elevate them above all, but I'm just saying, you know, we, we tend to look at pastors and we're like, surely pastors don't think bad thoughts, right? Well, yes, they do. Of course they're human beings. And I don't like to, I don't like to do this with myself or anybody, but, you know, say just because somebody has a gift of being a pastor or a teacher or a speaker, whatever, that they're somehow different than any type of humanity. But I can imagine that some of their prayers were like, why did you let this happen? God, you, you could have prevented this. My child didn't have to die. Why did you allow this to happen? And I found myself in that same situation. Like this circumstance was easy for you to solve. Why did you allow this to happen? I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm scared. I'm hurting. I'm, I'm confused. And I found myself crying out to the Lord because what what I didn't realize until that moment is that I was praying all the right things. You know, Father, I, I see the situation and I know you're going to do what you're going to do and I trust you and, and help my unbelief. And, and those are certainly not bad things to pray, right? But my heart inside was screaming, ah! <laughs> and as I was kind of having this moment with the Lord where I was just getting it out, And I just was like, should I be embarrassed or ashamed of the way that I'm feeling? Because I I don't, I, you know, and I'm, of course, you know, I'm in this irrational moment because I'm very hyper emotional at this point and I'm going through my mind and I'm like, Paul did, Paul did never pray like this. And, and I'm like, you, you know, so frustrated with, with this, this just raw emotion that I'm sharing with the Lord. And the Lord just started to speak to me and he was just like, Tiana, (laughs) you know, your Bible. Have I ever been emotional? 
And if you've ever read the Bible, you know, God gets emotional. He gets angry. We see this, we see this jealousy that comes out. We see this anger that comes out. We see, we see this delight, this unending love. We see, you know, God has a range of emotions that we see expressed in the old Testament. And, and so he, he started to show me, you were made in my image. I created emotion. Emotion is, is it, it is part of the experience that I designed as your creator. And he said, you know, Paul talks about the fact that he, he faced so many trials and he suffered in many different ways. He said, but before you start looking at Paul, I want you to go to Mark chapter 14. And I'm like, all right, Lord, fine. I'll go read your Bible. I was, I was, I was definitely throwing what I would call an adult temper tantrum at this point. <laughs> and when we read about this, this shows up in, in Matthew 26, 36, Luke 22, 40, and Mark chapter 14. This is right before Jesus is crucified in the garden of Gethsemane. Verse 32, they went to a place called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Jesus was deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass for him. Abba, which means daddy. Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet, not what I will, but what you will. Hmm. Jesus asked the Lord to take, everything's possible for you. Take this away from me. He, in Luke's gospel, it's, it tells us that he was so sorrowful that he sweat blood. It's okay for us to have those kinds of conversations with the Lord. And not only is it okay, but I, after I got done with this, I don't know, I would say it was probably a solid hour of me crying and crying out and being sorrowful and just getting out all this emotion that I had been suppressing under the pretense of those should prayers, the things I should be saying, instead of just praying my heart to the Lord. What I sensed is the Lord finally said, oh, good. I'm glad you finally decided to talk to me for real. <laughs> you see, Psalm, 130, Psalm 139 tells us before a word is out of our mouth, the Lord knows it. We have no secrets from him. And I, I didn't realize this pretense that I had put up in my heart where I was pretend, not even trying to pretend to be something, but I wanted to be strong for the Lord. I wanted to, to, you know, to be faith-filled and, and I wanted to do it the right way. And so I was suppressing all of this emotion that I was not, I was not expressing to the Lord in a healthy way. And when I got done with this, this time with him, I walked away going, he wanted to hear that from me. He saw it. He was inviting me to share my heart with him. And when we got done, I didn't have any answers to my problems, but I had the peace that transcends all understanding that was guarding my mind and heart. And the Lord was saying, I was waiting for you to finally have that honest conversation with me. So I wanted to start this off by talking about praying the hard prayers, getting rid of this pretense or this idea that prayer is this formal ritual. I think and one of the things that Pastor Rick Warren does a good job doing is he breaks down the different kinds of prayers. I have my, I have my prayer list in my Bible. You know, I have my list of people that I pray for every day. I have my, you know, the regular things that the Lord and I talk about. And I think that there's, there's an appropriate time for those, for those conversations where, Hey, daddy, this is our time that we have set, set aside. But I think that there's also this natural dialogue that should be going on all the time. So, you know, as I'm moving through situations, I'm talking to him about it. I'm inviting him into it. And I'm having those real conversations. We see this, you know, complete, we see this all throughout the Psalms. David had this kind of relationship with the Lord. He talked to the Lord about everything in Psalm 42. And this isn't even a Psalm of David, which is interesting. In Psalm 42, starting in verse five, it says, my soul, why are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God for yet, for I will yet praise him, my savior, and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan, from the heights of Hermon, from the Mount of Mitzvah. 
And again, it ends on verse 11. Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. We are given, we are not just given permission, but we are invited into a place of honest conversation with the Lord. So the first thing I just wanted to say to you is if you don't feel like praying, it's because you're not praying your heart and pray your heart. I didn't realize how in my attempt to try to be so strong for the Lord, I wasn't being honest with him. And it wasn't an attempt to be dishonest. It was an attempt to do the right thing. But what he's asking for is not for me to be a perfect person, but to be his child. He's asking for relationship. One of my favorite prayers in the Bible, and and you'll hear me quote this a lot, comes from the book of Ephesians chapter one. And Paul says something extraordinarily profound to the Ephesians in this Ephesians chapter one, starting in verse 17, Paul says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the glorious father. So he's saying to the Ephesians, I keep praying that, that the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. The purpose of Paul's prayer in this chapter is so that they may know him better it's okay. In fact, again, and I'll say this again, you're invited into a place of having honest conversation with God, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He sees it all. Give it to him. Talk to him about it. Pray the good stuff too. <laughs> that those prayers seem to be easy. Like, oh, Lord, you worked a miracle. Thank you. I'm, you know, Thanksgiving is all throughout the Bible. Paul continues to say, I, you know, I thank God for you. 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 I want to talk about some of the things that the Bible teaches us to pray for. And this is just a high level list just to help give you ideas of, of how deeply integrated prayer should be into our lives and for the types of things that we should be praying for. It's funny because I, I kind of have this MO, you know, that says, if God says it once, I'm going to pay attention for sure. If he says it twice, I'm really going to pay attention. If he says it three times, I'm definitely going to pay attention when he says it as many times as he talks about prayer. This is a non-negotiable. <laughs> it's not a non, it's a non-negotiable if he says it once. But my point being, there's a lot in the Bible about prayer, so this is something worth paying attention to. So one of the things the Bible tells us to pray for is pray for wisdom. In James chapter one, starting in verse five, James says, "If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and you, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and do not doubt." Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. James chapter four, he talks about the disagreements that happen amongst believers. And this is it. like, if you ever think you're beyond something in the Bible, you're not. <laughs> as long as you're second wind on the planet, <laughs> you're human and you're fallible. And so I, when, when you read what James is saying in this passage, it's like, oh my gosh. He says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? We find quarrel amongst ourselves all the time. Go sit in an elder, go sit in a board meeting or in a meeting of elders or heck the women's ministry. <laughs> There's fights and quarrels all the time amongst ourselves. And, and that's just within the church. Let's not even talk about it at large. James says this, you know, chapter four. Now we're still in verse one. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? There's something inside of you. He's saying that's battling you desire, but do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. In other words, James is saying you have these unresolved issues in your heart that come out in the quarrel and fighting that you have amongst yourselves. And then he says in verse two, you do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. God, make me a millionaire because I, I want to lay on a beach and not work anymore. God, make me a millionaire so I can be out of debt, a good steward of what you've given me and have plenty to give to the world around me and not becoming from a place of scarcity or two different prayers. Do you see? Or Father, give me what I need because Lord knows if you made me a millionaire, I'd be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But we are, we're to pray for wisdom. We're to pray to ask for anything. You do not have because you do not ask. 
Let's just look at some other prayers that Paul prayed for the believers, just to give you some examples. And I, I love all these. In Romans chapter 15, starting in verse 13, Paul prays for them and he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So he's praying for joy, peace as you trust in him so you may overflow with hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter one, we read, you know, we just read in that passage where Paul is praying for them that you may have the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. He goes on in verse 18 and says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy, in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. In Philippians chapter one, starting in verse nine, Paul says this, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Knowledge and depth of insight that your love may abound more so that you can be discerning and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. These are amazing things that Paul is praying for the church, things we should be praying for ourselves, praying for our brothers and sisters. In Colossians chapter four, Starting in verse two, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Praying, you know, praying to be watchful. There's a lot of things that, you know, in, in especially as, as so many circumstances around our world are change, changing, I'm constantly in a prayer of being watchful before the Lord. You know, Lord, what these things that are coming down the line, what should I be doing with them? What should I not be doing? What's happening here? You know, what is your wisdom in this? They're so, I just, I honestly, like I, I had to like hold myself back so I wouldn't spend all my time <laughs> going through all these different passages, but here's another, here's another really cool thing about prayer in the Bible. Did you know, <laughs> this is true that, uh, that, that we've got a prayer sandwich around us. I, I, I jokingly, when I first read this, I was like, oh my gosh, there's a prayer sandwich around us. So go to Romans chapter eight, starting in verse 26, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So as you go down, you know, this comes to my favorite scripture. We are more than conquerors. We get to verse 34. And now talking about Jesus, it says, Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. There's our, there's our prayer sandwich. We've got the Holy Spirit and Jesus interceding for us. We are, we are instructed all throughout the scripture to pray continually, pray without ceasing. In Ephesians chapter six, after Paul talks to the Ephesians about putting on the full armor of God, starting in verse 18, he says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And Paul goes on to say, and pray for me also, whenever I speak, Words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make, known, fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I'm ambassador in chains. It says, pray in the spirit with all kinds of prayers and requests. I love that saying that prayer should be like breathing. I just want to encourage you that, that it, it's, oh, there's no detail of your life. There's nothing irrelevant or insignificant to the Lord. 
your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You share it with the Lord. Sometimes I'm like, and I'm, I'm joking a little bit, but I'm not, I'm like picking out ice cream flavors. All right, Holy Spirit, we share this body. So which ice cream? <laughs> Just kidding. But my point being that even ice cream decisions, hmm, what do I feel like? You know, those things, those things are not insignificant or irrelevant to the Lord. And I think sometimes we feel like I'm, we're wasting his time. He sits out of time. He is your father. He genuinely wants to be invited into conversation and relationship with you at all times. And I didn't realize until I had my moment with the Lord, how, how I was praying what I thought he wanted to hear and not was really, not what was really on my heart. In closing, and I know this is, this hasn't been a very long episode compared to my typical episodes, but that's because, you know, I, I think it was, like I said, to cover this topic at length is it would, we would be here for hours because Paris is, it is, you could talk about you know, under and Pastor Rick does a great job doing this. So I don't, I'm not going to rehash what he did, but understanding who you're praying to will help you pray. You know, if you understand that God is not this distant being far from you, but he's your loving father who wants to be close to you and intimate with you and, and cares about the details of your life and cares about your emotions. At, it, you know, as I was pouring my heart out before the Lord, I just sensed this, you know, this, this tenderness from the father, like, thank you. It's about time. You trust me with your emotions. You know, it's funny because as, as I was praying about this, he said to me, you know, Tiana, you're trusting me with your eternity and your salvation, but you're not trusting me with your, your food. I am just as capable of putting food on your table as I am saving your soul. I care just as much about your bad hair day <laughs> because it's frustrating to you and it's taking away time from things you would rather be doing as, as you do, because you are my child and I love you and I want to be involved in these moments. And I, I never... I never seen the Lord through that lens until I finally had to let the yuck out and realize he was, I could sense just this delight from him. Like, thank you. It's about time. You brought these things to me. Jesus says it this way in Luke chapter 11. And this is what we're going to close because I think that this is an important thing. Actually, we're not going to close on this. We're going to close with, I want to go through some of the things that Jesus, how Jesus prayed, because obviously he's the best person for us to learn with, but I think this is a good segue into the Jesus prayers. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he, fi- when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. So in Luke, Jesus says, when you pray, pray like this. Now, I like the way Matthew says it better than Luke. So I'm going to just kind of put in Matthew's words <laughs> into Luke's. Luke's, don't judge me. Don't judge me. It's because Matthew splits this into two sections and I wanted to keep it in one. So we're going to read what Matthew said, and then we're going to go back to Luke's gospel. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your, your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from ev- from the evil one. So then Jesus says in verse five, Luke chapter 11, we're back in Luke. (laughs) Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door's already locked. My children and I are already in bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you bread because of your friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give them a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. That is the heart of our father. And that is why I just wanted to, again, encourage you to be in a state of continual prayer, talking about the good, the bad, the ugly with the Lord. So really quickly, I want to run down a list of times Jesus prayed because Jesus was constantly praying. And again, our goal should be to, uh, (laughs) to mimic the life of Jesus through the power of the Holy spirit. He prayed at his baptism in Luke 3 21. He prayed in the morning before he headed to Galilee in Mark chapter one, verse 35. He prayed after healing people, Luke 5, 16. He prayed all night before choosing his 12 disciples, Luke 6, 12 through 13. He, he prayed while he was speaking to the Jewish leaders, Matthew eleven twenty five. 25. 
He prayed, giving thanks to the father before feeding the 5,000 John chapter six, Mark 14, Mark six and Luke nine. He was out praying before he was walking on water in Matthew chapter 14. He was praying while he was healing a deaf and mute man in Mark seven thirty one. He prayed and gave thanks to the father before feeding the 4,000 in Matthew 15. He prayed before Peter declared Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah in Luke chapter nine. He prayed at the transfiguration in Luke 28. He prayed in Luke chapter 10, verse 21 at the return of the 70 after being sent out in two in pairs of two. He prayed right before in Luke chapter 11, we just read teaching the disciples how to pray. He prayed before raising Lazarus from the dead in John chapter 11. He prayed while laying hands and praying for children in Matthew chapter 19, Mark chapter 10 and Luke chapter 18. He prayed asking the father to glorify his name in John chapter 12. He prayed for the disciples and all believers before heading to Gethsemane in John chapter 17. He prayed at the Lord's Supper, Mark chapter, excuse me, Matthew chapter 26, Mark 14 and Luke 22. He prayed for Peter's faith when Satan asked to sift him, Luke 22, 31. He prayed in Gethsemane before his betrayal. We just we just we just um, covered this from Mark, but it also shows up in Luke's Gospel in chapter twenty-two and in Matthew chapter twenty-six. He prayed right after being nailed to the cross. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. In Luke chapter twenty-three, he prayed while dying on the cross. He cried out, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" In Matthew twenty-seven, his dying breath, Jesus was praying. He said, "Father, into your hands I commit my spirit." In Luke chapter twenty-three. He prayed a blessing on the bread before he ate with others after, after his resurrection in Luke chapter 24. And he blessed the disciples before his ascension in Luke chapter 24. The life of our Messiah is a life of prayer. The invitation of the Bible is a life of prayer. The hope of the scripture is a life of prayer. The invitation of our father is open, honest prayer. Not just the prayers that we think he wants to hear real prayers. I apologize. I'm not feeling the greatest today. So this has been a little bit all over the board. And typically I, I would say this is definitely not one of my most organized. I'd like to have my thoughts put together a little bit more, but I'm just not feeling very good. So I thank you for sticking with me being patient as I struggle to get my thoughts together in this episode. But you know, my, my thought is just this, there's no prayer too big or too small for God. There's, there's no prayer that he doesn't want to hear unless it's not a genuine prayer. And so I just invite you into the place of praying genuinely, honestly, before the Lord, bold prayers. Pray everything. I remember once, this is a true story. I, I, you know, when I was younger, I had really, 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 really bad vision. And actually I'm wearing glasses now, but I primarily wear them for blue light. They have a tiny prescription and I ended up getting LASIK a few years ago. The Lord provided me for me financially to get LASIK. And I didn't, at the time, it was actually a time I wasn't walking with the Lord. So I wasn't walking with him. And I remember a couple of years later when I, you know, started walking with the Lord again, I was thinking about my eyesight and the Lord said, Hey, do you remember when you asked me to fix your vision? And I go, yeah. And he goes, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, and then he started reminding me of all the big prayers I had. I don't know if I shared this story in my testimony, but um, when I went through my divorce, my ex-husband, unbeknownst to me, had incurred tens of thousands of dollars in debt, tens of thousands of dollars in debt. And in the state of South Carolina, when you get divorced and there's no asset that goes with the debt, like a car and a car loan, for example, all debt is considered marital debt. And so we had to split the debt down the middle. And I found myself being saddled with $25,000 in credit card debt with no tangible assets to go with it. And I was barely making $25,000 a year at that time. And I just remember praying like, Lord, I need your help with this debt. And then fast forward a few years and the Lord provided for me financially. And I remember him showing me, I even heard that prayer, Tiana. It took years for me to answer it, but I did answer. I, I've healed your eyesight, like you asked me. And I was chuckling as the Lord started to show me all the, all the prayers that I didn't even realize how serious God was taking them. I was just, I want to be able to see, and I don't want to be in debt anymore. And I was just kind of going through this, this season in my life. I was a young, stupid kid with very little self-awareness, but God answered those prayers. That's the heart of our father. 
And, and as I was thinking about this and thinking about my little, uh, you know, moment with the Lord where I just cried my eyes out and prayed my heart out and probably through said some things I regret later. The Lord just reminded me that he's been faithful to answer all of my prayers and, and he hasn't given me everything I've asked for. In many cases, he's changed my heart. I love the saying, pray until something changes. He changed my heart. And that what needed to change wasn't the circumstance, but my heart needed to change. God will be faithful to answer your prayers, not necessarily the way that you think they should be answered. But what was interesting about this time that I had where I was just praying and praying and praying and saying things and getting it all out is I wanted, I, I wanted like a Gideon fleece moment, like, Lord, if, if, if this is supposed to happen, then make the sky light up purple. <laughs> And instead, what the Lord did is, is he gave me a safe space to have a, n- a new level of intimacy with him. And I finally got peace from the situation, not the answer, but the peace. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about praying is that you never know how God's going to respond, but he is going to respond every time. And that's the beauty is that we just get to kind of lay it at his feet and wait and see what he gives us in return. So keep praying. Don't stop praying. We'll end again with Philippians. Remember what Jesus said about God being a good God. And so we'll end again with Philippians chapter four, rejoice in the Lord. Always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present the request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Pray until you get that peace. Don't give up. Your Abba loves you. He's interested in your emotions. Don't pray the prayers you think he wants you to hear, but pray the prayers of your heart. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's such a privilege and a pleasure to share this time with you. Let's close in prayer. And then I'd encourage you to just pray, always pray continually, all kinds of prayers in the spirit. Heavenly Father, (laughs) I thank you that we can come before you. We have this gift of prayer. I thank you for the Holy Spirit praying on our behalf, for Jesus praying on our behalf, Jesus, for what you taught us and how to pray. I thank you that we are never alone, that we always can always at any moment in any time talk to you about the things in our heart. And I thank you that you're not sitting there judging us. Lord, rather you're inviting us because you want to hear from us. You want to talk to us. You want to teach us. You want to grow us. And sometimes you allow us to go through challenging situations so you can purify us. And when we run to you in those moments when things don't make sense, you, you use that as the opportunity to take the circumstance you're allowing us to go through and finish the work that you have to do. Teach us not to run from you when we are frustrated or angry or hurting, but instead teach us to run to you. May we just be your children that, and, and see you and understand you for who you are, Lord. So when, when those moments of, of frustration or anguish come on us, Lord, we know that you are the one we should be running to because we know you have the answers we need. Just teach us to pray like breathing. Teach us to be in that place where we're continually talking to you and teach us to be like Jesus. By your Holy Spirit, lead us to learn how to pray about all things and hear from you. Lord, give us wisdom, revelation, insight, grow our love, grow our peace, grow our hope, all the things that Paul prayed over The church would teach us to open your word and pray for those things over our lives and the lives of our brothers and sisters. And speaking of which, Lord, one of the things that is weighing heavy on our hearts right now is the the world is changing at a pace we can barely keep up with. Lord, and in these times when it seems like good is being called evil and evil is being called good, you've always had your people praying. You've had your Daniels. You've had your Moseses. You've had your Ezekiels. You've had your Isaiahs. You've had your people praying for the circumstances, praying for the people. And so, Lord, we lift up leadership all over this world, leadership in the White House in the United States and Canada and Australia and Europe, all the leaders of the world, Lord, those who are using their authority and power to make decisions on this planet, Lord, we know many of them are under the influence of the enemy, but Lord, none of them are beyond your sovereignty. So Lord, we ask for wisdom and guidance of the leaders of this world. We just ask that they would have no power or authority to do anything outside of what you're doing. And Father, whatever they do, Lord, would be your will, Jesus, exactly as you taught us to pray. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that is our prayer. Father, we know that there, 
you use all things together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And we just ask that these seemingly evil things would be used for your good and that you would ultimately get the glory. Lord, we know that there are no breaking news headlines in heaven. Lord, you are keenly aware of everything that's going on. And we just ask that you would, you would just continue to allow your kingdom and your will to be done on earth, Lord. And we just pray as believers that you would, you would give us a heart to pray over these things and these circumstances in our culture and in our world right now. Lord, we pay, pray for our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted all over the world, especially those in Afghanistan, China, North Korea. Lord, we just ask that you would be protecting them, that you would put your angels charge over them. Holy Spirit, that you would be pouring out upon them, that you'd strengthen their faith and encourage them. And Lord, we are just so sad that, that there are martyrs, but Lord, we know that you use martyrdom for your kingdom and for your glory. And we just, we just pray for the strength and courage of those martyrs who are losing their lives for you. And we look forward to the day where we just get to rejoice in their courage and, and the sacrifice that they made for you, Jesus. Lord, we just pray for the evil in our culture, Lord. We just pray for protection of children from all the things that the enemy is trying to, to do, from trying to pollute their minds, to sexually harm them, to end their lives early, Lord, all the ways that the enemy is attacking children. Lord, we just ask for supernatural protection over the children of this world. Lord, we just ask that the enemy would not be successful in harming children. Lord, we know that you tell us that it is better to have a millstone tied around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. And so, Lord, we just do ask for protection. And I just pray for the parents who are listening right now, Father, that they would have wisdom and strength and courage to protect their children from the things that the enemy is looking to destroy when it comes to little ones. Lord, and I pray for, for those of us that are the adults in the, on this planet, Lord, that we would be seeking you in wisdom, praying over the things of our culture, giving our lives to you so you can work through us, Father, so that your will may be accomplished on this planet. And Lord, that you would give us the strength and courage to go make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all that you've commanded and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Father, we just thank you that you invite us into this. And Lord, we know that it is through prayer. We know that it is through being led by your spirit. We know that it is being connected with you that you can use us in these ways. So Lord, I just lift up all those that are listening and I just ask that you would fill them with your spirit, that you'd be upon them, drawing them closer to you, Lord, and that you would make us a people of prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. And Lord, may we just be people who pray continually. Teach us these things. Father, we love you and we pray this in your precious name. Amen. Thank you guys for hanging in with me. I apologize. This is like I said, this is not, I would, t I, I usually have so much more energy. My thoughts are so much more coherent. And I'm just struggling because I'm not feeling good, but I thank you guys for hanging in there with me. It is such a privilege to share this time with you. And I'm going to read to you one of my favorite verses. Numbers chapter six, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Shalom, my brothers and sisters. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Made to Conquer. Please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends and family, anyone else you think would enjoy joining us on this journey of drawing closer to Jesus.